0: Welcome to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese dramas. This is Kathy, and this is Karen. We will be discussing episode 44 of Ho Gong Jin Huan Zhuan Empresses in the Palace. If you're new to the podcast, please start with the intro to the podcast and the intro to the drama episodes. Send us any comments or feedback to chasingdramaspodcast at gmail.com. Anyone who might like to hear our thoughts, please have them listen in. In the last episode, Jin Huan fell into a cleverly laid trap set by the Empress Huang Ho. Jin Huan accidentally wore a ceremonial robe from the Emperor's first Empress Chun Yuan. The Emperor was furious upon seeing Jin Huan wear this robe and orders Jin Huan to be placed under confinement in her palace. Jin Huan has fallen from favor. This time,
1: though, it looks like it could be for good. Let's start off from here. Since the confinement order, life for the residents of Jin Huan's palace has been bleak. The daily rations are brought in by other servants, but they are sour, rancid, and barely edible. A far cry from the swallow's nests and pastries fit for a concubine. Remember all of the amazing food Jin Huan received previously? Nope, none of that exists anymore. Right now, it's winter time. Without coals and proper food, Jin Huan's health turns for the worse. She's bedridden, but her servants aren't able to even leave the palace to request for a doctor. Her servants try everything, begging, sweet-talking, even bribery, but to no avail. Just as Jin Huan tries to walk from her room though, she faints. It looks pretty dire for Zhen Huan. Her servants, including her maids Liu Zhu and Huan Bi, and the eunuch Xiao Yunzi, her loyal crew, rush out the door to try and plead for help, but are stopped by the guards. One of the guards pulls out his saber to threaten the maid Liu Zhu. The next scene is absolutely devastating and happens very quickly. The maid Liu Zhu stares at the saber for a few seconds, You can see the smirk on the guard's face. He thinks this will scare her into backing off. At this point, the guards think that Jin Huan isn't really sick and just is trying to get attention. Instead, Liu Zhu does the unthinkable. She charges right into the saber, neck first, so as to inflict a fatal injury to herself. I'm not quite sure how to describe it. You'll just have to watch the scene. She is essentially trying to commit suicide by guard. Everyone is speechless, stunned by the turn of events. Huan Bi rushes to the bleeding Liu Zhu, but the ever-loyal Liu Zhu continues to mutter the words, summon a doctor. The guards, seeing the gravity of the situation, finally rush out to find a doctor and also inform the emperor. Unfortunately, there is no hope for Liu Zhu, she passes away right in front of our eyes. Why did Liu do this? She recognized that unless somebody was gravely injured, the guards won't fetch a doctor. She decided to sacrifice herself in order for a doctor to be summoned. I personally don't know if she needed to kill herself to achieve this goal. I think she may have jumped the gun a little bit, but the counter-argument is that maybe only a death will scare the guards enough to escalate the situation. As I mentioned earlier, the guards think that Jin was probably faking it in order to receive attention. Though, I I mean, potentially it's that maybe the servants aren't super intelligent, which is why Liu Zhu came up with such a fatal idea. Let's pour one out for Liu Zhu, the most loyal of servants. You were amazing and will miss you dearly. She was such an amazing character.
0: She was, compared to Juan B, the other maid, so much more loyal, so much more of a sister, um, and she's one of my fa- favorite characters. The first time that I saw that she died, I was stunned. It happened so quickly. I didn't think that a, a major character that we've seen since episode one has just disappeared just like that. Because of this death, the Imperial Guards report to the Emperor about the events that just occurred, so at least... Liu Zhu's death was not in vain. It achieved its intended effect. The guards, though, have the gall to say they were just following orders, which is why they wouldn't let a doctor in to see Jin Huan. The emperor is, um, quote-unquote, enraged at the news. He says, I only confined her. I never said she couldn't see a doctor. Let's pause.
1: You knew full well that this would happen. I don't know about that, though. I feel like people were guessing the emperor's feelings, which is why they treated Jin Huan so poorly. But I don't think he really intended for her to not see a doctor. This means that he actually still cares. Unfortunately, servants were trying to read the mind of the emperor. That's what I think, really. I don't think it's reading the mind of the emperor. It's more like following the empress's orders. Good point. I didn't think about that.
0: This kind of acquits the emperor. I don't think the emperor realizes how deadly or dangerous the empress is. So maybe he didn't know. Well, the emperor quickly orders for a doctor to be sent to Jin Huan's palace and punishes the guard for delaying things. In the next scene, Jin Huan finally stirs. She is surprised to see that she's surrounded by people including her friend, the imperial doctor Wen Shi Of course, of Jin Huan's maids, we only see Huan Bi and Jin Poor Liu Zhu, but her sacrifice was worth it. The doctor Wen Shi immediately delivers some uplifting news. Jin Huan is pregnant. What perfect timing. This was actually hinted at in episode 42. Right after the now-deceased Hua Fei tried to burn down Jin Huan's palace, Jin Huan has Shen Meizhuang stay over, and she said that for some reason she's been very lazy and tired as of late, always wanting to sleep. Now we know why. The timing here doesn't completely make sense, at least to me, because I think more than one month has passed at this point. The doctor Wen Shichu tells Jin Huan that she's about one month pregnant, so I'm not sure if that's completely foreshadowing, but we'll just pretend it, that it is. <laughs> Jin Huan hears the news but isn't overjoyed. She simply dismisses everyone except for the doctor and her maid Jin Xi. The imperial doctor Wen Chu tries to encourage her. This is her opportunity to regain favor. Qin Huan, though, is not so optimistic. The emperor hasn't lifted her confinement. He hasn't even said any words of congratulations, let alone come to see her. Everything she has right now is because she is pregnant. She's nothing more than a childbearing tool. Yes, this is true, but at least her situation is much better than before.
1: Even in her weakened state, Jin Huan needs to plot her next move now that she is pregnant. At least she now knows who her enemies are and needs to plan accordingly. So she writes a letter to the emperor requesting that the empress be in charge of her care during her pregnancy. This is actually a brilliant move. Jin Huan knows full well it was the empress who put her in this position of being out of favor. But with the empress in charge of her pregnancy, if anything happens to Jin Huan, the empress would be blamed for negligence. This is the safest option to protect her child. Once done, Jin Huan casually asks for Liu Zhu. She hasn't seen this ever-loyal servant since she's woken up. Jinxi mumbles an excuse. Jinhuan's very early on in her pregnancy and she's very fragile. Mood swings could cause a miscarriage. The servants don't want you to upset her, potentially endangering the pregnancy. Therefore, they haven't told her anything yet. It's a tough situation for everyone. After a few days, though, Jin Huan sort of catches on that something isn't right. She hasn't seen Liu Zhu in a few days. This time, she questioned Huan Bi. Huan Bi tries to give an excuse that Liu Zhu is taking a nap, but Jin Huan isn't having any of it. She demands the truth. Huan Bi finally reveals Liu Zhu's death to Jin Huan. This is such a heartbreaking scene. As Bi continues to recount the events, Jin Huan's own tears are streaming down her face. She knows just how loyal Liu Zhu was. Liu Zhu sacrificed her own life for Jin Huan. How else could the imperial doctor have come into the palace? Jin Huan knew something was up. At this point, Jinxi comes in and quickly figures out what's happening. She consoles Jin Huan. Jin Huan must stay strong, healthy, and make sure that the baby comes to term or else Liu Zhu's sacrifice would have been in vain. Jin Huan needs to stay alive to seek revenge for all who have wronged her. Yes, please. I
0: want to take a little detour to talk about two women in the Imperial Harem. Shen Meizhuang, Jin Huan's best friend, and the Empress Huang Ho. Shen Meizhuang has shown time and again that she is Jin Huan's one true friend. She first tries to plead with the Empress Dowager tai Ho about Jin Huan's case. She then, in a surprising move, tries to directly appeal to the Emperor himself. This is a surprising move because Shen Meizhuang has uh, acted very coldly towards the Emperor since she has regained favor or reinstated her noble lady status Unfortunately, both of them shut her down. The empress dowager offers her and us some sage advice. The emperor needs to get over this anger himself. Anyone else who interferes will simply be collateral damage. In Shen Meidong's interaction with the emperor, he is even more heartless. He will not entertain any thought of lifting Jin Huan's confinement. Once again, we see Shen Meizhuang completely embody the chrysanthemum. She will stand resolute in her beliefs to help her friend. But she still does not know how the game is played in the Imperial harem. She needs to bend, so to say, to the whims of the Emperor if she wants to persuade him, but she refuses to do so. It is unclear if she could have done more for Jin Huan at this point, but at least she tried. She only tried verbally. If Shen Meizhuang was willing to regain favor, I'm sure the emperor would have listened to her, or at least her rank would not be just a noble lady. She could potentially be promoted to a concubine like Anling Rong, so that at least Jin Huan has a more powerful ally in the imperial harem. This, I think, is again reflects. Jong's arrogance and proud nature, but this doesn't really help Jin Huan at this point. On to the Empress Huang Ho. She is absolutely livid that she was placed in charge to care for Jin Huan during her pregnancy. She desperately doesn't want any concubine to birth a child. We have seen just what she can do. Remember Fu Chao pregnancy and how that turned out? <laughs> One cat solved that problem. The empress plays the perfect part of the serene, just empress in front of the emperor. She asks all the right questions, like asking for permission to do X, Y, and Z. The emperor isn't suspicious at all. I cannot say the same for the empress dowager, Taiho. The empress pays a visit to the empress dowager. The empress dowager knows exactly what to say to pressure the empress into not sabotaging Jin Huan's pregnancy. She pointedly tells the empress that it is her duty to maintain peace in the imperial harem, not just because she is the empress, but because she must retain glory for their clan. The empress needs to make sure that the emperor actually has children. Otherwise, this will reflect poorly on the empress. Pay attention to the excuse the empress gives. I couldn't even save my own son. How can I protect another child? This will be extremely important in the future. Needless to say, the empress does not heed the empress dowager's warning at all. She and An Rong continue to plot how best to cause a miscarriage. Nothing can happen to Jinhuan, Huan, as in from a like, food perspective, from anyone poisoning her. But what if Jin Huan herself has the miscarriage? The best option is to strike a mental blow. A sudden mood swing could cause a miscarriage. Remember the civil servant Qian Ming Shi from the last episode? He'll be crucial in delivering that blow to Jin Huan. In
1: the last episode, we described how the emperor was extremely ruthless and petty in dealing with this man, Tian Ming-shu. He wrote some poems that were flattering Nian yao which the emperor does not like. Well now, the emperor is requiring all other imperial ministers write critiques against Tian Ming-shu, disparaging his behavior. This really did actually happen in history. However, one man curiously hasn't written anything. Who is it? None other than Jin Huan's father. The emperor is displeased to hear this information. He gives Jin Huan's father 3 days to write something or else he will be punished. Jin Huan's father is not there to defend himself. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Months pass. Jin Huan is already 5 months pregnant. Apart from not eating or sleeping well, Shun seems fine. I don't know how fine that is. Also, I don't know if being confined into one place for five months is good for a pregnancy. The imperial doctor Wen Shichu arrives for her checkup and delivers the news that Shen Meizhuang's burn from the fire way back in the winter has finally healed, although there is a small scar. Jin Huan is a little bit surprised. Did Shen Meizhuang not use the ointment Shu Hanjiao that Jin Huan gave her? This ointment is supposed to be very good in eliminating scars, and was gifted by An Ningrong. The good doctor pauses. He hesitates, but doesn't say much. Only that if An Ningrong continues to give Jin Huan anything else, please send it to him first. Well, of course, with that statement, Jin Huan becomes immediately suspicious and demands him to spit out what he's hiding. He waffles around a bit, but finally reveals that the ointment shu heng jiao does indeed contain not insignificant amounts of musk or shuo xiang. This is the miscarriage-inducing substance that is very harmful to pregnant women. If someone rubs it into her skin, it's almost the same as ingesting it. Finally, (laughs) Jin Huan knows the truth. She is disgusted by this news. Even her so-called friend had been plotting against her. An Lingrong was the one who gifted this to Jin Huan, and she's an expert in fragrances. Jin Huan correctly deduces that An Lingrong is the culprit.
0: Here's my time to rant against An Lingrong and to also praise the brilliance of this show. Throughout the show or throughout this podcast, I have been hinting that Jin Huan should have investigated everything she's been using. She only focused on what she ate, but not what she put on her skin. The first time I watched this reveal, I personally was blown away. I didn't suspect the ointment at all. This was such a clever scheme, but it also shows just how early on a Rong was plotting against Jin Huan. A Rong is now fully team empress, and I think quite evil. But she gifted this to Jin Huan
1: way back when. It's quite terrifying if you think about it. Because since those episodes, since then, it was episode I think 25, when Fu Cha and had the miscarriage with a cat, and um, this is now what 20 episodes ago. Since then, An Linyong has always been, oh, you're my sister, calling Jin Huan Tia and like acting like nothing happened. When in reality, this woman caused a lot of pain that other people just were able to cover for her.
0: Right. Remember Jin Huan's miscarriage back in episode 29? Everyone attributed her misfortune to the fragrance Huan Yixiang from Hua Fei's Palace. But even so, the Empress Dowager Taihou questioned this. She even said, Jin Huan was only exposed to the fragrance for a short while. How could this miscarriage have happened? Now we know why. Jin Huan had been using the ointment liberally to heal her injuries from the cat. The musk in the ointment would have also weakened her body, contributing to that miscarriage. If we look back, it was only because of Huan Yixiang that An Rong was able to escape suspicion for so long. There are many scenes where the camera cuts to her facial expressions as Jin Huan discusses her miscarriage and the harmful nature of Musk. But like I said the first time I saw it, I didn't suspect An
1: Rong at all. Rightfully so, Jin Huan cannot understand An Rong's betrayal. In her mind, Jin Huan's always treated An Ling pretty fairly. Why would An Ling do this to her? Let's unpack this a little bit. Yes, Jin Huan has treated An Ling fairly, but we've mentioned throughout the series, Jin Huan has never truly seen An Ling as an equal—not in the same way as Shi Mei Zhong, which I mean is fair. The two ladies grew up together. However, Jin Huan also needs to realize that An Ling own lonely position within her family and even her father's lonely position at court potentially has impacted how Jin Huan treats An Ling Yong. Look, I'm not excusing An Lingrong's behavior, but Jin Huan should have been a little bit more diligent in vetting her friends. As her maid Jinxi rightly points out, it's not about how you treat someone. You can't expect everyone to return the favor. People make their own decisions, and you have to be ready to respond in kind. To me, it's
0: basically like you take the, state, the phrase, treat others the way you want to be treated. Yes, definitely do that. But you also need to be prepared as if everyone will stab you in the back at any point.
1: I think right here is a very good life lesson for those <laughs> struggling with poor, really badly behaved friends or people who are just not nice people who you think were nice. Very good uh, life lesson right here. Now, it's the summer, and the Emperor still hasn't seen Jin Huan. He hears reports that Jin Huan isn't doing well, and he quietly sneaks in to see her and sees that she actually is not sleeping well. I think he's thawing a little bit, but again, dude, you're the one who put her in this state. I'm definitely not Team Emperor. Right now, episode 45, or what, 44, is where we're going to say that the emperor is the biggest piece of butt face in the entire drama. (laughs) We finish the episode
0: with Jin Huan going out for a walk. I honestly don't know how women were able to walk while pregnant in those flowerpot bottom shoes, but here we are. And I commend them for it. Xin Changzai and Qi Guiren walk by. Xin Changzai still delivers the customary greeting. According to Jin Huan's rank, she's still a pin or a concubine. But Qi pulls her away. Qi all haughty, says, why bother with her? She's out of favor. Here we see the difference between these two women. And this behavior already hints at who will last longer in the imperial harem. Xin Changzai. Still has respect for Jin Huan, at least on the face of it. We don't know if she really does, but she shows respect. While Tigran is just an arrogant fool. Well, nothing good really happens from this episode. Jin Huan's only saving grace is her pregnancy, but at what cost? She lost one of her most loyal servants, Liu Zhu. Liu Zhu was more than a servant to Jin Huan she was a friend, a sister even. In any matchup between Liu Zhu and Huan Bi, who is Jin Huan's actual sister or half-sister, I say that Liu Zhu wins every round. Liu Zhu knows her place in the palace. She knows who she is and will always just be a servant for Jin Huan and acts accordingly. Huan Bi, on the other hand, thinks way too highly of herself and expects more than what her current position affords her, because she is Jin Huan's half sister. I am pretty pissed that we don't even see a funeral for Liu Zhu. I know it's all to keep Jin Huan's baby healthy, but come on. Why can't we have seen at least something? They don't even burn paper money for her. Jin Huan is down to just two trusty maids now. We have only Huan Bi and Jinxi. There's not too much to analyze in this episode, so we'll just take this episode as a breather. I'm not sure how much of a breather this was, but we get to see what happens to Jin Huan and if she can successfully deliver her child in the next episode. So we have that to look forward to. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to having you with us in the next episode.